I V M. Hi everyone, welcome to episode seven of Edges and Sledges. Like last week, we've got the IPL as our main focus. My name is Arun Garg. I'm based in Singapore. I've got my co-hosts with me, Dhananjay Chak from London, and Ashwin Garg, who's based in Toronto usually, but uh, is is logging in from China this time. He's on holiday. We've got a guest speaker with us. You can see him walking to the next room. His name is Rohan Arula. He used to be a former trader, but now a screenwriter, right? And he's based in Bombay. So, um, so we'll get him to talk a little bit. He's uh, he's of course grown up in Calcutta, and he's got uh, a he follows the KKR team. But uh, today we're going to ask him to talk a little bit about Kings Eleven Punjab. That's the team in in highlight today. So, just a quick recap. IPL has started about uh, nine days ago. We've seen everything so far. We've seen nail biting finishes. We've seen uh, complete annihilation of the bowlers with batsmen scoring over two hundred a couple of times. And it being chased down. We've also seen some cases like Sunrisers Hyderabad where bowlers are winning them the game. We've seen it all. We've seen injuries, and it's the first time Suresh Raina has ever missed a game for uh, for CSK in the last ten years. Uh, we've seen bad umpire calls. We've seen we've seen a signature dance move by DJ Bravo, and we've seen some fantastic debuts. Um, Mark Hande in particular for Bombay. So lots to talk about. I think we're going to talk, try talking about a different, a couple of the different teams, what's happening in the IPL so far. But let me first open with asking our uh, guest today, Rohan. Rohan, you know when um, when we started talking about the IPL, Kings Eleven Punjab wasn't kind of so high on our radar. Now you write a lot of scripts. Do you think you could have written? Something like this for Kings Eleven Punjab and the start that they're having. Well, you know, I would like to say that Kings Eleven Punjab was not on your radar, but was definitely on my radar, <laughs> as I have mentioned it a couple of times. I don't think I could have written a better script for Kings Eleven Punjab. I think uh, the team looks good. It looks balanced. You know, a, a dynamic top order, a reliable middle, with the exception of UV, who's doing well in this match, as we've seen. And then you have a bowling which with which can't really defend low totals, but it will. It, they, they are economical, and uh, you know they'll save you 15-20 runs every game. So I think it just is, and they all and the bowling lineup uh, they can also be spin heavy or pace heavy depending on the pitch. They can do that as well. So I I rate them very highly. They are my pick for the for the IPL, IPL 2018 champions. Interesting. And Rohan, tell us a little bit about Rahul. What what do you think about at the top? Because Rahul has been in and out of the Indian team. Everyone knows he's got potential. Is it surprising that he's coming at the top and really dominating uh, the innings, and most batsmen are trying to play around him? I uh, yes, I'm surprised that you know he has shown this new avatar of his. But I think that you know the credit goes to how competitive the opening slot in the Indian team is. That you have to show up, you have to play like this if you want to be noticed. I I'm happy that he's playing like this, and I think it's good for Indian cricket. But as per your question, yeah, I'm I'm surprised that this is just happening. Okay, great. And uh, DJ, any thoughts on Kings Eleven Punjab so far in the tournament? I think they've done really well. Ashwin's been an interesting captain. He's he left Gale out for the first two games. Ron, maybe you can talk a little bit about that. What was the thinking behind that? Is it to rev him up to get him fired up for the rest of the tournament? You see, you, we saw what he did today. But was that the thinking, or was there another reason for leaving him out in the in the first few games? I, I think I think Virendra Sehwag, you know, the master manipulator he is, you know, like straight out of Machiavelli and Chanakya. He wants Gale to think that he is not necessary to the setup of the team, you know. So the the fact that they won a game without him in place, I mean, I'm sure he's lost it uh, 10 kilos in the last week, you know, uh, just to stress that he might not be getting a game 
And I think Biro must have surprised him a couple of hours ago and telling him that, you know, you're playing. And I think that's... But he'll drop him the next day, I'm telling you. He's going to drop him the next day just to, just to mess with him. And uh, that's, that's how he's going to play with Gale. He's going to make sure that Gale is focused. And it's by dropping him randomly and maybe not serving him breakfast. You know, that's another thing that's yeah. happening. Yeah, because Gale is one of those characters that sometimes you feel like he's just going through the motions, maybe. But today he came out, and from ball one, I mean, you saw that drive against uh, Harbhajan. A fantastic Absolutely. shot. And you don't see him moving his feet or do anything usually. But today he looked like he was on it, and he he had a point to prove, I felt. So, uh, yeah, it's looking dangerous for everybody else in the, uh, I think, in, in, in the tournament. So, I think the other teams need to watch out, guys. Yeah, I think we're moving the. I'm sorry, but moving the feet thing, you know, like if your top half is really heavy, you don't really move your feet. But I think the fact that he lost so much weight in the last ten days by because they're not giving him food, he can move his feet finally. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, that that's interesting. And in fact, Rohan and I were just discussing earlier that it was it was a kind of a master move by Sevag, right? Uh, I think three or four rounds went by in the auction and nobody picked Gale. Uh, it was almost like a final call. Anybody wants to take Gale? Viru saw it at two crores. And put his hand up immediately because let's be honest, at two crores, having Gale as a backup opener, yeah, I guess it, it really says something about the Punjab squad. So, so that was interesting. So, so we'll come back. We'll discuss a little bit more about Punjab, but let's talk about uh, the team who's at the top of the table. And um, yeah, if our friend Yogi is watching this, he's going to be laughing at us because last week we had kind of said that uh, Sunrisers Hyderabad is on a race to the bottom, and uh, here we have three games, three wins. So. Ashwin, talk us through a little bit about Sunrisers Hyderabad. Yeah, I mean, credit where it's due. I was the one who said, I, I think without Warner, they look like they'll finish bottom two in a race with Delhi. Um, I think, you know, l- let's not jump the gun too much. I think to just temper the expectations a little, Kane Williamson has gone out and won three tosses out of three. He's batted second all three times, which is something I'm hoping we talk a little bit about later in the podcast. And he's won all three of his matches. Rohit Sharma, by contrast, you know, which we'll talk about Bombay later, lost three tosses, batted first all three matches, and lost three matches. So I think there's a lot on the last ball as well. All on the last ball as well, yeah. So there's a lot more to it than just saying Hyderabad has, has started strong. Having said that, I think, you know, this is our 11th year. 10 years in a row, uh, it's been proven over and over and over again that bowling wins you matches in T20s. And I think a Hyderabad bowling lineup dominated, uh, or, you know, led by Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, you're ably supported by, uh, you know, a really solid cast. I think that's what differentiates the, the Sunrisers. I think Bangalore is going to, is feeling the pain, you know, as we, as we record this, or, or the match just ended rather. Kohli feels the pain of not having a bowling lineup that can defend a low total or that can restrict a side. And But Bangalore's um, auction strategy was just, let's go really top order heavy, as it has been for many years, and they've never won an IPL before. So I think the the really real key to success, yeah, Dhawan has been in great form, but you know, he's been he's had good IPLs before. He's been he's coming off good ODI form for India. The key to success, other than winning the toss for the Hyderabad for the Hyderabad team, is the bowling lineup and the, the confidence that Williamson has in his bowlers. And yeah. can can you just uh, yeah just on that can you just talk us through the fielding maybe Varun yesterday? I mean, we saw the Sunrisers field absolutely magnificently, and um, Manish Pandey in particular really stood out. So. Uh, is this something that we've seen over the last few seasons? I can't particularly remember them being a great feeling side, but there seems to be a big improvement. Maybe I'm getting this wrong, but I'd be keen to... I mean, you're obviously the one who's probably most focused on the IPL. Uh, so I'd be keen to get your, get, get your kind of thoughts on whether the fielding's improved or whether it's just been this brilliant all through the IPL. 
Yeah, no, I think the, the it's a good question. I think the fielding has been very good. I think Manish Pandey yesterday really kind of showed that. And, and he was playing for KKR earlier. So, I think comparing as a benchmark is a bit hard. What mm-hmm. I do want to say is I remember David Warner was the guy at Longhorn taking all the catches. And uh, this time, what I do want to say is that Williamson has kind of put his hand up, right? If you've seen a couple of matches where Williamson is in the field, he's running around like an 18-year-old. He's scrambling after the ball. He's diving for catches. He's got a direct hit. So, I think it really starts from uh, from the from the front. I think Williamson is the one doing a good job. So, yeah, but their fielding has definitely picked up. But um, but let me ask you, Rohan, um, just on the Sunrise of Hyderabad, how, how good is Rashid Khan? I mean, I remember you saying that uh, he's it's almost like Sunil Narayan a few years ago. So, so how good is Rashid Khan in this team? It's it's incredible, man. Like, you know, he's so good that they, they I mean, they did not retain Musa Fizer because... They, they had to play Rashid Khan. And uh, the fact that, you know, he's a, a normal leg spinner. He's been in the circuit for three years. And I think as a spinner, if you're in the circuit for three to four, three more years and you're still effective and you're get, going for like four and five and over, uh, you give at least 10 to 12 dot balls every game you play. It is it is incredible. And that, the fact that he's only 19 uh, to do that. Uh, and we talked about this that, you know, I think my, my prediction is that in the, in the in the next three years, there's a good chance that Rashid Khan might just captain the Sunrisers team. Uh, so he's he's one for the future. It's 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 uh, he, and he also follows the same path as uh, as Narayan in the sense that Narayan doesn't really take many wickets now, not more than one or two. And it's the same with Rashid. People just play around him. But for a 19-year-old to have such an impact on a tournament is is just and on the T20 global stage is incredible. Yeah, and just yeah, if and I can build on that, sorry, it's not just T20s. He also just recently became the fastest bowler to uh, 100 ODI wickets. Now, granted, yes, Afghanistan absolutely. is playing. You, you can argue Afghanistan doesn't play the tier A sides, but you know, for the for the kind of opposition he's playing and for the system he's come through to, to be the fastest to 100 ODI wickets is just an incredible accomplishment. It's also uh, the record is like the next. He's uh, the next best is like 10 more games, right? So he also has a good. Like nobody can beat him. Like you know, it's 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 a great record to have. Yeah, absolutely. And we we talk about uh, you know batsmen batting around an anchor uh, player in the team. I mean, Rashid Khan is an example of bowlers bowling around him, and yeah. he being anchor. Um, yeah, I just I just don't see him opening for uh, Sunrisers the way Narayan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you never know. The IPF. You never know. Just on that, actually, you have you. Been- have you been seeing teams kind of just wanting to play out Rashid Khan's overs like they did with Nareen for a long time? Yeah. They said, we're going to play out these four overs, just block them out, take singles, and then we'll attack the rest of the bowlers. Because for a long time, that was a tactic that people followed um, when playing the KKR uh, spinners. And just to follow up on that, maybe Rohan, you can address this. Why did uh, KKR change their batting lineup in the last game? Why did Nareen not open it? I mean, he's been batting brilliantly. So, um, did DK miss a trick in, in not uh, getting him to open the last game? So, uh, we keen to hear on that. I absolutely think so. I think it was a very stupid idea not to make Narayan open. I mean, it's been working for you. He has a clear brief that you go from ball one and if you get out on a tuck, that's okay. Uh, clearly, he's not very comfortable batting after the power play. So, sending him two down makes no sense. I, I think it was a blunder and I hope they correct it in the in the next game and on, and on the you know I just want to continue on the previous thing that uh, bowlers bowled around Narayan and I think that's why Piyush Tabla is one of the highest wicket takers uh, in the IPL because he got the wickets that Narayan deserved. 
Yeah, just on yeah. that though, you, as you talk about the Karthik's captaining blunder, he's a new captain, yeah. but it's also worth mentioning yeah. he, you know, I think they had 17 to defend and he gave Vinaykumar the ball after Vinaykumar had a horrid um, opening spell. So thoughts maybe yeah. from you on Karthik as a captain or and, and what it means to give Vinaykumar the 20th over when he hasn't had a track record, either in that game or really in 10 years of the IPL. Yeah. I, I, to be honest, I can't remember if other bowlers had uh, an over left. I think, uh, you know, Vinay Kumar got trolled badly on Twitter and he himself came out and said, guys, chill. Um, shit happens, right? So, I think, uh, he, yes, he hasn't had a great record. But in the past, yeah, we've seen Nehera, we've seen Dinda, we've seen Ishan Sharma all getting hit like this. I think uh, Karthik needs to now realize that he needs to plan his uh, bowlers better. I don't think Vinay Kumar is a 20th over bowler. But, um, yeah, the ball was handed to him and, and unfortunately, that's just the T20 game. So, I think Karthik will take that as a learning and he'll probably want to kind of move on from that. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a fair point. You, you'll probably have to pick who's your best bowler. Because, remember, KKR is also a bowling-heavy side and knowing that uh, the bowlers win them the games. So, that's, so that's interesting. So, let, let's talk a little bit about the Mumbai Indians, right? And DJ, I want to get your perspective here. So, uh, Sunrisers Hyderabad, three games, three wins. Uh, Mumbai Indians, three games, three losses. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the importance of the toss and also the Mumbai Indians team because, uh, I mean, let, let's face it, they have won the IPL quite a few number of times. They they always do make a comeback towards the latter half of the, the group stage. So, so any thoughts on Mumbai Indians? So, Mumbai has won the IPL three times. Um... Once I think they were they'd lost the first six games and they came back and uh, made the finals and maybe they lost the finals I can't remember but um, they are traditionally slow starters. This year their batting lineup uh, looks a little bit light uh, to be completely honest. Uh, Evan Lewis is a big hitter at the top. Um, Rohit Sharma has dropped himself back uh, lower down the order. But they have been unlucky with the toss. They've lost the toss three times and they've lost all three games at the end. Their, their death bowling is fantastic with Bumrah and um, Mustafa Zor. Uh, their batting lineup, I mean, it's dependent more on the uh, Pandya brothers and Pollard also chipping in quite a lot. Uh, but they are a good side. And I mean, if luck starts going in their favour, they will, they will do well and they'll be a force to reckon with. But with the IPL, momentum is such a big thing. And if you've lost three games to start with, it's very difficult to get back into it. And therefore, like, it'll be, they need to win the next game or, or the next two to kind of get back into it. And speaking of which, uh, after two consecutive losses, the Delhi Daredevils won a game finally. So, Ashwin, maybe you can uh, give us a little bit about that. Uh, fantastic innings from Jason Roy and a little bit of a cameo by Rishabh Pant. Um, so, you must be pretty happy right now. Yeah, I thought it was great. I was disappointed. You know, I have a whole separate argument to have about the validity and merit of six over games chasing you know rajasthan being 158 odd after 17 overs to me doesn't equate to needing to chase down 71 in six overs without the ability to build the you basically don't you have to go from ball one and it's different getting 71 in the last six overs of an innings where you've been batting versus getting 71 in in an entirety of six overs so yeah delhi lost two on the trot but i think the rajasthan game was probably a little bit unfair but you know rain is rain it'll work against you some days it'll work for you some days i thought the mumbai game was was really interesting and i'll come back to, to mumbai but i thought you know great performance by by delhi all around gambhir falling a little short and big you know makes me a little bit nervous about gambhir being exposed as in a chase where you need to score at you know a strike rate of 150 odd 
um, it just feels like Gambhir is a great batsman for when you bat first or have a low total to chase down, but may prove a, a little bit of a kink in the armor for Delhi for large, for those large chases. But I mean, part of why there was hype and excitement about the squad before the IPL started was, hey, if Jason Roy or Colin Munro at the top can fire, then you have Pant coming, then you have a little bit of stability with Ayer and Gambhir, um, maybe Vijay Shankar or whoever plays that spot, Naman Ojha or somebody else. And then you have Maxwell coming later. So there is, on paper, great stability around this batting lineup. It's just that it fell apart in the first couple of games, partly due to some poor decision making and bad, um, yeah, poor decision making from Colin Monroe. But Jason Roy stepped up. I mean, he's been shown, he's been proven to be volatile. Sometimes he's fantastic. Sometimes he'll get out for a first ball duck. But he stepped up when it mattered. So I thought that was great. But, you know, just to come back to Mumbai Indians, what I thought fell apart for them a little is, I, I, you know, I sat here, I think, last week and said, what makes Mumbai an amazing side is their four quick bowling options. So they've been playing three. But, I mean, if you look at their seam options, Jaspreet Bumrah, Mustafizur, and Hardik Pandya played against Delhi. And the fourth one on the bench at the time was Pat Cummins. He, I believe, has since been ruled out. But, I mean, that's a really, really solid lineup. Then you add on Krunal Pandya, Mayank Markande as spin options. I think their bowling lineup is great. And I think Rohit and the, 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 the players will need to do some real soul-searching to not be able to defend, what was it, 194. I think that was a really weak spot. So bowling for Mumbai, to me, I think they need to watch out for. Bumrah hasn't necessarily been the force he was a couple of years ago. And I think he needs to step up and lead the attack despite his, his young age. Yeah, And... Um... Rohan, talk us through, you know, you had, uh, you somehow, for some reason, you yesterday was a dream fantasy game for you. You yeah. managed to pick Jason Roy from Delhi. But more importantly, you picked Surya Kumar Yadav, who opened the batting and got you like so many points. So, where did uh, Surya Kumar Yadav come in? And secondly, just finishing up on Bombay, how, how good is Markande for you? How good is Markande for me? I mean, he's not my brother or something, you know. Uh, but uh, uh, Surya Kumar Yadav, and I've always been a fan of his. Uh, I thought he was not treated well in KKR. You know, they treated him like he didn't belong over there. And I think in Bombay, you know, uh, the fact that uh, Sachin, you know, we talked about a Sachin factor, right? That Sachin is sitting right there watching you play. Uh, and the fact that he's a Bombay boy and that he plays in the Wankhede, it really helps his case. I mean, you could see how out of sorts he was in the away game. Right, like he looked good at Wankhede, but in the away game, he was going at like 80 strike rate. Right, uh, Markande is great for fantasy because he's gonna play every game and he's cost 65,000, and it's just that that's wonderful. But yeah, I think Surya Kumar has found his home, right? Uh, yeah. in Bombay, yeah, fair enough. In fact, Markande to me, uh, he's just he's bowling fantastic. I remember in his first game, he outfoxed Dhoni, and yeah. uh, to me, that ball was that that ball was just incredible. Um, talking about another incredible ball, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the ball from Mujib to Kohli. I mean, that was a beauty. It was flighted. It kind of it was a googly, and Kohli kind of had no idea. For me, that was the moment of the IPL in week one to see Kohli get outfoxed by Mujib. And uh, in fact, I was reading somewhere it was it was very interesting. They said that um, a few years ago, Mujib didn't even know what a googly was. He saw his cousin bowling uh, leg spin action and the ball turning the other way and apparently was chuckling, saying, you know, what is that? What kind of a ball is that? So that's that's really kind of the background. But uh, to me, Kohli getting outfoxed was uh, was really great. Let me ask each of you, uh, you guys have been watching the IPL, maybe because of time zones, not every game, but uh, 
one one memory from week one. Anything you guys that you guys stood out uh, for you guys? Maybe we'll start with uh, Ashwin. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's the the new the new players that showed up on the scene. So you mentioned two of them now. It is Mujib and Markande with the ball. I think it's just it's the unexpected players that Rohit said at the toss we we're playing this new guy nobody's really seen him before and he picked up those three wickets and bowled the googly so what I love about the IPL that that's always been great is is those new unexpected guys almost every team or maybe half the teams at least bring one player you haven't seen before and they use it as an opportunity to to try to, to try to introduce somebody a little bit new I mean KKR yesterday neither of them had a good outing but the two under 19 stars Mavi and Gil both, play, both, both played it's hard to come out and perform on your first day but for me week one of the I love seeing the new faces that you know play have been playing at the Ranji Trophy or under 19 level, but haven't been exposed to, to broader India cricket. That's the most exciting part about it for me. Okay, and DJ for you? Uh, for me, it's actually been an old face, Siddharth Call. Um, he's made a bit of an impact uh, for the Sunrisers, and what what I absolutely love about that guy is his headband. <laughs> and he doesn't have hair. almost has no hair. Yeah, <laughs> but it comes out of his pocket when he's about to start bowling, and I'm just like. Why do you need it? But it's and he celebrates and it it's it's um, it's pretty amazing. I, I like I like to watch him and um, the Russell innings 88 not out right. That I found that really really good. Um, Rohan maybe uh, you can you can tell us a little bit about your first week and what it stood out for you and then you can give us one of your fantasy tips. I know you're uh, you're climbing up the ranks again, so I'd be keen to hear uh, you how how you're doing that. Well, I'm just using my brain. It's just common sense, you know. Most of this uh, fantasy stuff. <laughs> uh, actually, you know, DJ, we shared uh, our special moment from week one. For me, it was Andrew Russell's brutal innings. I just could not believe this guy hit D- Dwayne Bravo for six sixes. It was incredible, brutal hitting. It was clean. Every time he hit the ball, I thought he was getting out, going, to, going to get out. And the fact that they couldn't win the game from there, that's uh, because of our uh, great Vinay Kumar. It was really, really sad for me. It was really sad that uh, the Russell's innings could not end up in a win for KKR. About fantasy tips, uh, well, you know, I think uh, I've noticed with the IPL that it always starts where bowlers do well in the first week because the batsmen are still trying to, you know, get used to the pitch, uh, trying to settle in. Some have come after, like, long trips. But uh, I think uh, it's going to be a batsman's uh, tournament from now on. So uh, keep your openers handy and, you know, always play Surya Kumar Yadav because, <laughs> <laughs> because clearly he's the good, especially if they're playing at Wankade, uh, but drop him when they're playing anywhere else. Uh, because the Yadav name doesn't shine as much in uh, other states. <laughs> awesome. Yes. So, just for our viewers, we, we do have a fantasy league. And uh, I think there are 25 people playing. And Rohan and Ashwin are in, I think, position number 5 and 4, if I'm not mistaken. And, of course, DJ is at number 1. So, DJ... Uh, it's, a lot of scro- it's a lot of scrolling up for you, right? <laughs> it's a lot of scrolling up. <laughs> yeah, why didn't I you say where you are? Yeah, I think I'm at number 18 out of 25, but uh, it's a long tournament, boys. But yeah, DJ, you're number one in our league. Why don't you give us your fantasy tips since you, you can't control Absolutely. the smile on your face right now? Well, I, I wouldn't want to disclose it so early on in the uh, IPL fantasy season, but it's all luck, man. Unlike Rohan, I don't use my brain. It's just uh, going for it, making sure you get the changes in, right? That uh, one of our friends, Yogi, his, uh, he was awake and... Uh, he just missed the deadline. So, that that it's, you end up missing changes. It happens sometimes. You get distracted. So, um, sorry about that, Yogi. Yogi is doing really well this year as well. So, um, looking forward to seeing him 
kind of uh, challenge the top 4 5 but i was actually going to go back to the markande ball that you mentioned do you think that once the novelty of these bowlers wears off they'll get worked out with all the video analysis and all the work that people do behind the scenes uh, we saw it with the killer dhanja he took six wickets against india and then didn't take a wicket in the rest of the series uh, we saw it with markande first two games excellent uh, i think three wickets and four wickets and then went for 42 of his three overs rohan maybe you can talk us through whether you think that these guys are going to consistently do well like someone like narin did well consistently right he was uh, before his remodeled action but is it that once a novelty wears off these bowlers are not going to do great is rashid khan one of them or is he an exception like narin i think it, it actually comes on to the bowlers themselves and then the how consistent are uh, how motivated are they and how do they think of themselves as athletes uh, just to give an example of the vinay kumar you know why i dislike him is that he's the same bowler that he is now that he was 10 years ago there's absolutely no growth there's no evolution and i mean if you know one of our friends said if he can't bowl if he bowls the length he's bowling now he shouldn't be there in the team look washington sundar he is a pretty average spinner right he doesn't have that much turn but he's a smart spinner you know he like he he says it that i like to read the batsman i like to think about what the batsman will do so as long as these bowlers are always try to think you know one step ahead you know try to read the batsman they'll do well but if they think that they can just go and throw the ball and something will happen that they're not going to last so a guy like sundar i believe he's there for the long haul in the limited overs edition markande it's too soon to tell uh, he he does have the tools for it uh, but he has to have the right guidance and uh, he needs to keep working on his craft narayan is is a benchmark for all these guys narayan is a guy who's changed his action three times even while doing that he's developed a completely new skill set of being an opening batsman i mean that would you call a sportsman an athlete like he's like a champion athlete and uh, i hope these guys uh, aspire to be like that it's the only way that can work yeah no oh, great point there um so let we're coming towards the end of our uh, section so ashwin wait let me just get your fantasy tip uh, is is boost the secret of your energy yeah <laughs> <laughs> no yeah i mean i i can give you a fantasy tip today that is very relevant to me because of my i have the long hair in this show pick and trump umesh yadav when he's wearing the headband leave umesh yadav uh-huh. off without the headband because with the headband so far he had what 3 for 23 and 2 for 27 no headband four overs zero for 59 so that's my tip siddharth called as it needed umesh yadav with the headband is a is a is a guaranteed success awesome okay we look out for the headband so last one minute of the show guys each of you in just one word pick pick the team to watch out for in the next week before we do our next show um let me go first I say Delhi Daredevils team to watch out. DJ CSK man always all the way. CSK Rohan Mumbai this week Mumbai. Mumbai and Ashwin I'm going to say Bangalore. Okay great so there you have it four teams uh, let's hope that we're not sitting next Sunday and saying all four teams played badly and the other <laughs> four did well. Um but uh, there you have it episode 7 of our show uh, keep watching guys uh, share like subscribe give us feedback ask your friends to watch ask your neighbors to watch ask everyone to watch um and we also have a podcast up so look out for the details in our facebook post but uh, yeah thank you everyone and we'll uh, see you guys next sunday hello 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 everybody it's been another great week on the ivm podcast network On what the hell Navya Jabachan Chetananda and Navya herself dish out stories from their childhood. They discuss tough love between parents and their kids. 
on Paisa Vesa Anupam talks to Bhaman Irani, President-elect Kredai, and Chairman and MDA Rustamji. They discuss the concept of buy versus rent and how to approach buying property in 2022. On Cock and Bull, Cyrus is joined by Meghnath and comedian Shahid Shafi. They discuss their opinions on the ongoing Congress presidential elections and Prashant Kishore embarking on a padyatra. On the Life Manifesto, Zarina narrates a story that advocates that stress and emotions are not to be controlled but must be beautifully managed. And on the Filter Coffee podcast, Karthik is joined by Yashraj Akashi, Senior Ambassador of the TEDx program and curator of TEDx Gateway. They discuss the origin story of TED and its franchise model. Guys, go to our website, ivmpodcast.com. You can check out the merch store, also links to all of our social media stuff, which is at IVM Podcast. Also, do check out our YouTube channels. We have a number of channels with many of your favorite shows available as full video podcasts. Finally, we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Volvo XC40 Recharge, Bumble, Heads Up for Tails, and HDFC Mutual Fund. Thank you so much for making this possible. Do you often find yourself surrounded by conversations about Web3, blockchain, NFTs, DAOs? What are these terms and how do they affect our future on the internet? So many questions, but don't worry, we've got answers to all your questions. Hi, I'm Eklavya Bhattacharya and on our show Future Proofing, we try to decode the impact of these future technologies on various industries with experts and tech enthusiasts. Tune into new episodes coming out every Thursday on the IBM Podcast app and the website or wherever you get your podcasts from. Working Monday to Friday glued to your chair making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your 5-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday as I explore the strange, obscure and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, website or wherever you get your podcast from.